That. Let's sing a song while we're waiting. You want to sing a song, Kathy? Yes. Here, sing this song. Alligator balls <laughs> hanging real low. Dragging on the bottom of the bayou. Always getting stuck on a log or rock. Fish biting at them all day. Yay! Woo! <laughs> I don't know why. That makes me so sad that you guys all like that song. <laughs> I don't like I've been writing songs for 30 fucking You're years. Just never happy. We like the That's song. That's the hit. That's the hit. <sighs> God damn it. That's your my cherry pie. That's my, yeah, that's, yeah, that's literally, that's my Hey Jude, my stairway to fucking heaven. She's by the bottom of the bay. Stairway to heaven. No! <laughs> if there's a bustle in your hedgerow. Fucky. Fuck me. The following show is for mature audiences only. <laughs> Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four. Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. That was very energetic. Hello and welcome to the Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and perversion. Recording live from the Threshold Love Lab in North Hollywood, California, in front of our perverted studio audience. Hello, lovely perverts! Woo! I'm Kathy. I am Papi Ramon. And I am Count Boogie adjusting knobs that I don't even know where they uh, work anymore. Uh, uh, we need a douching. Uh, uh, uh. We need a complete a soundboard douche. We need a soundboard douching. Look, I mean, this thing's caked in like eighteen layers of dust. It's and just other holding, stuff I don't even want to know. It's just holding about. it together. There's initials on here that I put on two years, three years ago, and I don't know what they are. Chairs We're are just full of things. Fucking flying, Kathy, by the seat of our pants. Patreon.com forward slash podcast. <laughs> we do have some new donors. Very, very excited about that. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, it's that day. Look Ooh, at sow. look at Bunny and Mew. The two naked girls. Look at them. Look at them all. Just okay. Look, Bunny's got both eyes and fucking one socket. <laughs> what? Just look at look at them. What the hell was that? Daddy, daddy, daddy took care of business today. Mm-hmm. Took care of business. Did I take care of daddy business today? Yeah, look at her. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fucking crushed up Viagra shot it in my veins like a fucking. <laughs> ounce of heroin. What? How how long ago? Is your dick still hard? Yeah, you want to feel it? No, I'll take your word. <laughs> kind of like Bunny Mew is it still hard? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. She so uh, yeah, but Kathy would know that because Kathy gave me a foot job. Uh-oh. Did not. I kicked you in the nuts. Oh. That was no, no, a no. Foot job. No, bun. no, no. It was a gentle top of the foot. Uh, I rubbing. literally took my toes and went. Where are they? Where are they? Is that them? Whack! And then I whacked you in the balls. There was no whacking. Yes, it was. You literally went, oh, and you backed up. There was no whacking. And then after that, okay, I did protect myself because I knew Kathy's a kicker. But then, what was it? Was it Mew? Yeah, it was Mew that grabbed 
her foot and then started kind of bouncing it up and down on my on my nuts and then all of a sudden and this was in the boot black station the fucking threshold and i'm like you know okay this isn't we're not supposed to play out here so i'm just not going to enjoy this and then it won't be play right and so but all of a sudden i'm like hey you can't get a little foot job from oh kathy my God. it's pretty good just my fucking junk bouncing on your shoelaces <laughs> Feeling a little bondage I was going on. Heels. Whatever you were wearing, were you wearing? But that was domination, by the way. That I was think. domination. Yes. Well, you know, there you go, mistress. You were uh, mm-hmm. you were topping I my junk. Wa- I did. That was kick CBT. You in the I did. I did. And she was That's looking gross. really nice and dapper too. She was. She didn't. She looked pretty. She looked Shut very pretty. Shut yeah. up. She I was not. All nice and flashy and sparkly. She was not. Can't have a little oh swag God. to her. Dropping his nails. <laughs> I wasn't looking pretty. Shut up. You can be pretty tough. I can be. Oh, okay, now like I you found guys. A, <laughs> I had a volume issue there. All of our <laughs> Shut up. I'll of, just yell louder. Stop it, you fucking cackling hen. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> you're just egging me on. I'm just going to yell louder. Isn't it bad enough that you're making me sit in Muse cum? <laughs> okay, that is you guys got to cover this fucking chair next time you sit on it. <laughs> okay, so for her Things on it. <laughs> well, she's a very happy girl. She's a happy is girl. Is a towel too much to ask? Well, apparently it is, I'm Kathy. I'm afraid of the mic muff now. What's well, going on here? Well, if she could sit on it, it would have fucking muge all over it. By the, by the way, muge is a uh, new muge word that's spooge. spooge and mew. Mew, mew spooge. We'll just call it muge. You're just shrugging That's shoulders. what I call it. I just call it her squicka squicka. Uh, <laughs> well, she's naked all the time, and so that's the chair that we roll across the love lab when we watch anime together because that's the one she sits in she does the back and then she sits and half the time i remember you know can you put like a blanket down you know because you know kathy sits on that chair and she's like (laughs) and then we're watching anime and i'm like ah whatever and then you know she gets up and it's all scooge oh man (laughs) and i'm like "Ah, i'm gonna hear about that and literally we've been doing it for like a year and you hadn't really noticed look i'm gonna start bringing my own pillow and just sit on it because you know kathy i would say that's probably not a (laughs) bad idea given the amount of utis this girl gets i think it's a good idea (laughs) oh oh you are a mean it's not her fault it's your fault for all the anal you make her do that's probably true Look at oh look at the yeah look. she's pouting she's not she's, she's pouting right. at you no she's pouting you, because she knows you, I'm right it's your you, fault at, it, see now you're just I, trying to dig out of it you're a meanie pants I am not you are you are literally Kathy meanie <laughs> pants this is gonna be that show this is it this is the show it's gonna be that show T H A T show that's what this is gonna be okay. And with that in mind, don't you guys have something to discuss? We do, but aren't we going to talk about all the fun sex we've had? And literally the only thing on Potato Mayhem is what you guys are about to well, talk about. Well, I mean, yeah, I had a bunch of stuff, but I just didn't write it down. Oh, well, see, now that doesn't help us at all. You are correct. Because you're not going to remember. You're <laughs> an old man and your memory is going. Well, you are correct, but I got distracted because both, the, both my muge. girls, like, mute of the muge. <laughs> There was a lot of heat today. <laughs> there was heat. The Viagra was working. So it's a, a lot of heat now from Kathy's burn. Oh, it's a little warm in here. Oh. Wow. You're a meanie. So no, it's been uh, <laughs> it's been an event. Okay, let's just get into it. Right. Let's just get into it. There's, Do it. Apparently, this is going to be the all boogie inspired show. This is all boogie all the time today. Because um, uh, the yeah okay so yeah, it's whatever. All boogie. Um, 
it's going to be a fun ride. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a fun ride today. I think there's some really good positive things. I think there's an opportunity for some legitimate learning Buckle and stuff like this. But uh-huh. here's the first thing, Papi Ramon. Yes. So, um, I asked you to come down here because you are uh, not only the infamous Papi Ramon mm-hmm. of Perverted Podcast, of course, but uh, you are you are also a board member. The best the, one. You're, you're the best. <laughs> Wow. That's just my opinion. Yeah, it's that a good opinion. None of the you board are, members listen to this show. You are on, I hope uh, not. <laughs> they will today. The um, one time they listen. So uh, so you are on the board of directors yes. uh, of, of Threshold and uh, responsible for the, the club running and the safety and then, of course, all the volunteers under, you know, we all work together at this nonprofit. And so I wanted to talk about something today because it was some it was it was some real stuff that we have to talk about. Of course, but I want to preface this by saying I want this to be a caution and not a fear, but a realistic thing. But first, I got to say that I am so proud of this board. I am so very very proud of this board. I had my doubts <laughs> when you guys first started. I think we all did. And uh, but you guys have really kept to what my personal mission of Threshold is, which is no matter what, no matter if we lose this club tomorrow because of the actions that we take today to protect people and to provide safety, that you guys are a part of the mission of fearlessly uh, doing what's right as opposed to what makes money or whatever. So what I'm about to say, uh, and some people know about it who've been coming to Threshold, um, is going to lose us some money yes. right now. And you guys know that. And But uh, we kind of have to be honest with uh, what's going on at our club. And we have a lot of listeners that go to Threshold uh, for Perverted Podcast, so we wanted to share it here. And then, of course, we'll be announcing it to the members. In the last uh, few months, and I've mentioned it briefly on the show, we have a, a very large problem with a number of homeless uh, motor homes and not just the nice people that you see in the media that are down on their luck, mm. but these are people that use a lot of drugs and are uh, don't give a fuck about us. And they're trash and urine and trash and pit bulls and mm-hmm. everything now line our entire street. They were kicked out of another street close by. All the police know who they are, and they just moved into our street because we don't yet have parking restrictions on our street. And so um, our street is now covered with litter, and they literally just line the sidewalks. And uh, for those people that park on the street and not in our parking lot, um, that is is now not as safe no, and and it, it, not. and it and it sucks to say that, but despite the fact that we for our parties we have security, we have in the security in the parking lot. lot. We do things, but we have to announce. You, we can't not tell people who are planning to come to Threshold. If you park on the street, you got to walk through a gauntlet of of homeless people that are not all the nicest people in the world. Um, so far, we haven't had any major problems. Um, we had a guy climb on the roof the other day uh, to try to sleep on our roof. And the police had to come and get them. But it is it is now a problem, and it is now a safety concern. And we want to let all the people that come to Threshold know, if you come to our club, try to park in the parking lot. If there's no parking lot, 
try to make sure you have someone to at least walk with. Most of them are not going to do anything because they know the police are going to come instantly and fuck with them. So, but it doesn't mean that there's not safety concerns right. or something. And some of them have dogs, pit bulls. And so um, we're working diligently. The police are all over this. Everyone in the building, all the buildings on the street, we're all banding together to make the changes that are needed legally. We can't just, I mean, it sounds, oh, just tell them to go away. All the suggestions and everything, there's bureaucracy, there's laws, fucking snowflakes have passed laws that have made it legal for people to literally park in front of your business and scare your customers. And there's very little that you can do about it except a certain, a very certain path of specific things. So um, I wanted you to come tonight just to verify so i'm not just babbling you know on my own about this yeah no of course i mean we we definitely care about the safety of our members you know right. this place has always been a little bit sketchy because of the way it looks and right. a few homeless here and there but now it is an actual yeah it's a it thing. feels like an actual threat now yeah and even though nothing has happened and hopefully nothing will happen it's still something we should address yeah um and i personally uh as i mentioned Many business people will ignore it or yeah, not you, do anything yeah, yeah, about it. No matter what we say right now, right. there are people right now that are like, I think I'm just going to pass on threshold. Right. There's 15 other clubs, and some of those are sketchy too, but yeah. you know, the fact that we are saying this, you have to be careful walking down their street. Mm-hmm. Um, some people are literally, and no one's going to blame you. No. I wouldn't blame them you at know all. there are there are, I wouldn't want my girls to walk down that street uh, at, at two in the morning, and that's just the way it is. So... So now saying that, what are the things you can do? If you have a club, say your club, wherever you are in the world, perverted podcast land, um, you know, these are things that are real. There are mm-hmm. people on the streets. You are walking late at night. Sometimes you're by yourself. So it's just the same kinds of things. If you don't know that there's problems on your street, it's always good to have somebody with you, mm-hmm. have a game plan, have somebody walk you to your car. We walk men and women to their cars. Yes. There is no, it's not necessarily uh, gender biased on that. Um, so it's just finding those things. If you do have those problems on your street with your dungeon or the club that you're going to, just know that you have to get the whole street together. It's it's a pain in the ass. Most of the businesses are going to have to spend money. We have to put up barbed wire to keep them off the roof and stuff like that. And there's stuff that has to be done. But ultimately, the safety has to come first. Yeah. And if it means people don't want to come out for that, for a I while don't blame until them. we get it fixed, and it's going to suck. Anyone. But at the same time, we're not just going to sit by yeah. and not do anything regardless. Even right. if our attendance falls for a few months, we still want. Those people who still come to feel safe, right, or to know that some, we are doing something about it, and that we're not just hiding our heads and hiding sand our heads, and trying to not. keep the doors open. No, yeah. we want safety. We want people to feel safe. Many have insulted our club because we're the quote unquote safe dungeon, and it's like, well, fuck yeah, I'd rather be that. Yeah, I would rather be that. I don't care. We can always find a new place to be kinky. Yeah, but if you're at a place like we, you know, Kathy and I sit every fucking twice a month in orientation and tell people at our dungeon, and I'm sure a lot of dungeons around the world uh, have the same mission. You know, we tell our people, we have your back Mm -hmm. and we want you to have the best experience. And we want, there is no hundred percent. There's no guarantee, but you can, you can be sure that when you have an entire organization that is dedicated to trying whatever they can to have rules in place, 
um, that protect people. And maybe some of those rules are infringe on some people's freedoms and they think it's stupid. But you know what? Fuck you. You know, this is this is how we do it. And I applaud dungeons like Threshold that are willing to take those extra steps to try to make sure that people have fun. Yes. And Threshold has always been proactive in ensuring as best we can sure. the safety of our, our members and the attendees to our parties. When we started having just few minor incidents, our amazing facilities, our amazing board, first of all, approved it and then our amazing facilities guy went out there and just plastered the building with lights so mm-hmm. that it's right. floodlights everywhere yeah so now there the aren't city any put dark the lights corners. up now too exactly now we got yeah lights so now out the street's the street. no longer yes. dark on on heartland Which is nice and then yeah. when it, uh, it, it became even more important we we spend money to hire security to sit in the parking lot right. every fucking party Unless, you know, with a few instances, we haven't been able to find someone to do it. But somebody sits out in that parking lot the entire time. Doesn't get there. Tom does not go. We've been trying (laughs) to get that guy a blowjob for sitting in that parking (laughs) lot. I don't. Look, Tom's not here right now because he's working. Um, Tom doesn't get to come in the club because he's Mm. working. And we're not supposed to have sex in the parking lot. So I'm not going to say go in the parking lot and give Tom a blowjob. But if you, uh, he likes women, uh, you know, I'm just saying. (laughs) Get, don't, Tom, don't do that. Because I, no, people are going to come up to his car and, and, sa- and just Boogie make the, said, <laughs> "You know oh. what? If Tom's anything like me, he will appreciate. Because <laughs> what he can't come in and be appreciated for all the shit he does. Literally, he misses every party, mm-hmm. and he, he doesn't get paid yeah. that much to be out but he there. Get, he gets paid threshold. Hey, that cuts into our profits, and it is something we do gladly in order. Yeah. And to we're going to have to do more of that exactly. now yeah. because we have to do more safety stuff, and that stuff's going to cost money. Yeah, and, but and that's Papi what Ramon we have to is, do. Is right. There are um, and, and I, there are people in LA who who call you know, threshold safety crazy. And you guys are both right. We are. But frankly, I'm glad to be, as you said, in a place that values its members and its attendees so much that we're willing to make the statement. Yeah. The board is willing to make the statement. I've talked to several people that say they come here for that reason. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, good, because that's that's what we want. That's why we feel safer coming. So I'm like, okay, great. Dungeon monitors every party. When it's more crowded, we pile on even more and mm-hmm. when it's even more crowded we have security at the door mm-hmm. and you know it's we're trying yeah we really we want we you to have a good experience and the dungeons that do this and there's lots of them in the world that they put that effort that's where the people are going to go to mm-hmm. feel comfortable the people that are experts in in all the edgy dangerous plays you know that you know that's great good for you i hope you find a place that you can do what you do but the fact that we have the rules in place that we do. Our club's packed. Yeah. I mean, it may not be packed for the next few months until we figure all this shit out, but it's it's packed. Yeah. And the reason is is because people, the shit, I mean, you can fist at threshold, you can do all sorts of crazy hook pulls and blood play and fire play, and it's like, you know, we, we're allowed to do a yeah. lot. The, the things you know? that aren't allowed aren't that big of a deal. Compared to what is allowed, it's like all right. I, yeah, I it's can, like let it let it go. Yeah, we, I want to do that, but you know, you got to. I still with, got all this other stuff I can do. Why? Why am I gonna grunt about? And a the couple people of that bitch <laughs> about our rules, like that we don't allow breath play or something like that. You know what? None of them have ever done. This is a fact. I'm letting the entire rule know. Room know. Not a single person that has bitched about some of the things that we aren't allowed to do has offered to pay the five six thousand dollars a year in insurance, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is crazy to me. Like, you don't like our rules. 
and you don't like that we don't do certain things that are dangerous or illegal, um, but you're not willing to pay our rent and our insurance. That's insane. That is yeah. crazy. What's like, why wouldn't they just offer to do that? Because they want to bitch. A, I mean, they if you're that strong about your bitch, why don't you just fucking spend 10 years and look for a place that will actually let you have a BDSM club and then find an insurer that will actually insure your fucking BDSM club and then get the police that are in the local area to know that you have a BDSM Mm -hmm. club and actually respect the fact that you do it in a safer way and try not to do things that are illegal. Why don't you just pay for everything? I am so amazed that nobody, not a single one, Kathy. Perhaps it's easier to bitch. Uh, I don't huh. know. Mm. That's a possibility. I don't. Mm. I'm. I'm just saying. Fucking crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Insane. Kooky. Fucking takes, kooky muffins. Crazy. <laughs> takes less effort to type. I guess. So, you know. It's just fucking crazy. But yeah. you know what? So there's the scene. We let you guys. If you're in yes. the area, and if you aren't in our area, but you have these types of problems, just know. You're going to have to put in some work and do your due diligence. People are not just going to leave, uh, you know, just because you ask them to leave yeah. or they, they don't care. Especially if they're on drugs, they don't give a fuck that they're ruining your businesses. Oh, and I've, I've had some really, really bad thoughts of yeah, how and, I can get rid of them. Yeah, and, and not and, at all, all and, are legal. And, and none of that works. And, and you know, all my methods will work. Now, yeah. My you know, good for work. yeah. I believe me. We all have the thoughts. I but, mean, but you know, not ulti- non consensual fire play is really frowned upon. It's true. <laughs> so, but ultimately, and we don't want to get into that and making jokes about that because that's actually bullshit. Yeah, yeah. They are fucking humans. Yes. Yeah. Even though I fucking hate them, they're fucking humans and they're sick. So, and I've been sick, and so I I get it. Right. And I despise what the thing is, but of course I would love to see people get help. No, um, of but if they don't want fucking help. And they just want to attack and be shitty, then you get what you fucking get, mm-hmm. you know. So, so there's the thing. That's what's going on. We'll lose some business. <laughs> we'll probably hear some people bitch, but it's you know nothing you wouldn't have found no, out no, anyway. Of course, and yeah, like so, we we definitely working to figure out some solution uh, to, to. And the we're problem. getting closer. The and whole team is yeah. together. The cops, everyone, just yeah, we've you know, and, it's, and it's on. I'm it's, even looking into some police connections I have sure. to see who can help me out. Maybe see if I can yeah. pull some strings. Yeah, uh, but that might take a bit. Yeah. I don't know. I have to find out who can help me and. Because I would kind of have to out myself a little bit, so that's also oh, that's a yeah. thing. No, we got. So I mean, we have. We that's have all also the, part of the. I've been online with out. all right. city council, city council yeah. field deputies, and sergeants of this side of the tracks and that side of the track. So the pe- everyone knows what's going on. They know who these people are. They identified every single one of them. Is mm-hmm. it this person? This person? You know, does this one look like this? Yep. Uh, yeah. I, we all know them. And this group goes around, and there's like 30 or 40 of them, and they don't give a fuck. And they will piss and shit in your curb, mm-hmm. and they don't care. So we're going to do the best we can. Uh, and and that's, the, the last thing I'll say for for any members who did come by, if you do see something. Call the police. Call the police. Make a report. That way we have more ammunition. Yeah, the more police the reports we have. So if you see any of them. Metaphorical to, ammunition. Yeah. Uh, so we have more <laughs> to fight with. So right. anything you see that seems sketchy or not well say something not just to us but call the police yeah, say hey this something's going on so that there's more reports and that will help us as well yeah and there's nothing i mean i've called the police fucking 800 times well yeah. Yeah, not 800 times but i've called a number of times since i've been here i'm a big giant man i don't care it's sketchy when it's sketchy mm-hmm. and so you just got to do what you can legally because yes. you don't want to get in trouble of doing course. something illegal we want to do this the right way all right despite my thoughts well those are the thoughts <laughs> very awkward conversation <laughs> to spend 20 minutes on but let's move on yeah. to something fun Woo! Then 
mental herpes. Let's put a logic condom on our brain. Now we're better protected from a king shaming world. Vet life. I was going to say for your peace of mind, but. <laughs> There is no peace of mind. There is no peace of Pieces. mind. And on top of that, this next post is by our very own Count Boogie, who, of oh, course, given him permission. It's the All Boogie Show. <laughs> it is. Kathy's like, we're going to change the fat life to your thing. Great. It's good. I think the perverted mailbox may be about you, too. God damn it. <laughs> did you email yourself a complaint? I did. <laughs> That's called therapy, by the way. We'll be talking about that, too, later. Boogie wrote a post called Pain Math. Is it worth loving again? Now you know. Oh, we should add music. <laughs> All right, this is what Boogie Wait, says. You want music? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is good piece to go. Your hymn makes your penis hard. I love that one. Yeah, the classics. It is good. Yeah. All right, you ready? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah I'm, so. I'm reading this I, and I, you're I, not, so I, I butchered yours just like I butcher everybody else's. Here we go. <laughs> Pain math is the best math. I will explain. The pain of ending a relationship for whatever reason will bring about about a, about a month of suffering. So if the relationship lasts a few months, then I'm ahead. Avoiding love makes me alone and bored all the time. So I'm actually living in failure to avoid the potential of feeling good for at least a while. Now, this only works with PASA. People are shitty acceptance. I know that people can be shitty, so when a lover does something shitty, I don't take it personal because fucking PASA. <laughs> you killed me, I swear to God. I don't even remember writing this. <laughs> <laughs> Apply these concepts and jump the fuck back in, even if it's just for a while. My latest poly relationships are three and a half years with one and one and a half years with the other. So I am smashing pain math. If they both turned to shit, who cares? I've beat the system. If I would have lived in fear of pain, I'd still be playing video games by myself. I have had numerous lovers in the past few years, and they, some of them have left for many different reasons. And yes, it hurts a little, but oh, the magnificent love we shared for a while in this very, very, very impermanent universe was well worth it. I've done pain my whole life. Pain is the same lame, droning note, and it always passes. It's just life. Don't let others fuck up your fun. You know, when you read it, it actually sounds okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd remember more of what it was like because I really I do, chopped this up. No, no. Uh, okay. I don't remember the PASA thing. Um, <laughs> people are shitty acceptance. <laughs> but it's true. If you yeah. just accept that people are shitty. You are going to be so less butthurt. Yeah. Because it's like for some reason we go through life and, and we think... I don't know why. It's not the logical. I think everyone knows people are perfect and you know, and, and people do shitty things and we have this whole history of negative programming and our parents and religion and all that shit. But we just kind of still hold that thing in our head that somehow it's personal when other people are shitty and that it's not about them and that it's about us and that's our insecurities. So when you just understand that in general expect that people are going to be humans and part of being human is to make mistakes and to be a dick and to maybe do things that are selfish or inconsiderate uh, at moments and hopefully you find people that are working on that that are actively working on that or uh, have managed to overcome a lot of that shitty behavior and and those are the people that you can hang out with but 
But if you try to spend your whole life trying to find people that aren't going to be shitty from now and now time to time, um, just you're not going to ever experience anything. Uh, it's very true. Um, I was reading this. I don't know. Somebody uh, sometimes when I, I troll through FetLife, I, I will go through Kinky and Popular to find posts to read on the show. But sometimes I'll also go through the perverted podcast feed to see what our listeners are are reading. So somebody had either loved your posts or commented on it, and I went to look at it. And uh, as usual, the pieces that really speak to me are the ones that are talking about something that I'm personally going through at the time. And, um, you know, Creative Explorer and I are going through some rocky times, and uh, we, there's some things we need to iron out, and they've all conspired to happen at the same time at probably the worst time and so it's blowing everything out of proportion and it's taken me about a week and a half of sitting there and pulling the shit apart figuring out how much is a legitimate grievance figuring out how much of it is just me feeling personally hurt laying it all out and and really looking at what's really happening and not just me and of course and in pulling it all apart, I realize, oh fuck, I am feeling so hurt <laughs> and so much in so much personal emotional pain. And when I actually pulled it all apart, it it really wasn't mired down in that level of of pain as as I thought it was. And so when I read this piece, I thought, boy, it, it's so true because when I did that, it put everything in perspective. I have had a few amazing years with Creative Explorer. And of course it would, it fucking hurts when things end. And I don't know what's going to happen with him. But I thought, you know, that's that's true. What, what if it does end? It's going to hurt like a motherfucker for a few months. But it's never going to compare to the years of amazing times I have had. Absolutely. And so uh, it's not easy to think that when you're right in the middle of it. But as you're coming out the other end, it's it's a lot easier to accept it if you look back with those lenses. So it's a great piece. I really like it. <laughs> I, I have two that two incidences, I guess, or what I call backstabbings that <gasps> have shaped me. <laughs> <laughs> two Back, backstabs. Backstabs through the heart, yeah. See, the first one was when I was thirty years old. And it was actually the first time I fell in love. Before right. I said it, then I realized that, no, it wasn't. It was young infatuation that I thought was love. Right. So right. I fell in love with this girl almost instantly. We had a great time. It ended up pretty much just becoming a fling. Right. Very young. So shit happened. I won't go into full details of it because it's a long story. But eventually my heart was broken and I didn't know what to do. It was the first time. I was three years old. How the fuck do you deal with a heartbreak? So I spent an entire month drunk. When I finally crawled out of that, I looked at myself and I said, okay, what can I do to change this? Because there were times there I saw signs, but I didn't say anything. I kept quiet. And later on, I should have said something. Why didn't I say something? Why didn't I ask? I saw the signs, but I chose to ignore it instead of doing something about it. So I went on what I called my spiritual journey. And I worked on myself. I boosted my confidence. I boosted my self-esteem. I worked on myself. I did a lot for a whole year. And because of that, I ended up in the community. 
in the scene because when I finally got there and I started doing things for myself instead of for others, I said, what was it something I wanted? The King community. My roommate had introduced me a while ago. I came in insecure, didn't do a whole lot of stuff, but I just kind of hung out. I said, that was something I really wanted to do, but I didn't. I couldn't at that time. So now let's dive in. And here I am. So now I say, as shitty as that situation was, I enjoyed my time with that person. I have some really great memories of that. But because of what happened, I grew a lot. And I'm thankful for that. As shitty as it was, I'm very thankful that that event happened because I'm now in a good place with great people in a great relationship because of that. Right. And that's the other thing. Do you want to go? Kind of that's the other thing that goes literally on top of this that wasn't even mentioned in the post is when you go through real things in a relationship and you go through that pain that you've gone through. I mean, if you just stay drunk, obviously Mm -hmm. you're not going to learn anything. But you came out of the drunk. You did some work. You all of a sudden made some discoveries. You had your your spiritual journey Mm -hmm. with yourself and you learned what you learned. And once again, if you live in that fear of rejection, not only are you going to not have relationships with people, whether they're temporary or not, they're all temporary. Mm -hmm. Um, But you don't get the benefit of that self-reflection that's motivated by that pain Mm -hmm. because pain is a motivator. Oh, yeah. You know, pain because you don't want to be in fucking pain. So you're like, well, I can stay in pain or I can start working on the thing that caused me the pain. And then you started looking at the relationship. You started looking at, you know, the things that you could have done better. You know, that's that's all personal inventory stuff. Mm -hmm. That is amazingly valuable work to do on yourself that once again, if you live in that fear of rejection and you don't risk having those relationships because you're afraid I'm going to get hurt. um, Wow. Look at all that you would have missed. Oh, yeah. You know, so that's real exciting. And the the second one, I'll keep that one short. That one also was, that one was what I call my test. Right. Because I learned all this stuff and here comes this and I'm like, all right, here's my test. Here's the test out all the shit I learned. I failed miserably. <laughs> Didn't go. Bombed badly. You know, some people aren't good I test failed, takers. I failed. <laughs> some people just, you know, they're just not good at the test. You know, and, and <clears throat> that went more negative because in the end, I'm like, okay, well, now this is twice. Right. So I became very cynical towards women. Mm. Anytime someone approached me or was interested, I'm like, what do you want from me? What are you trying to get from me? What are you trying to use me for? And I would keep an arm's length. I'd bring in, do whatever I wanted. I'm like, all right, cool, bye. And it was shitty in a way. And it also, that was during the time I met my Michelle. Yeah. And I was kind of towards the end of it, but I was still very cynical. So I kept her at arm's length. And every time something happened, I would question, what are you up to? What are you trying to get? What did you? What do you need from me to try and get out of? And it caused some rift at the beginning of it. But like everything else, we kind of worked it out. She made me feel comfortable. And it's like, oh, okay. So she's not just using me for whatever reason. So there's a downside to it a little bit as well. Uh, but as you said, you got to look into yourself, figure out. That math really, yeah, <laughs> it really it is. Does. If you look at it, the I mean, the pain. I, it's just like you said; it has such a power over you. You just want to avoid it so badly. But mm-hmm. it really, if you look at it honestly, compared to how much good it was, if you can mm-hmm. look at it that way, and it doesn't always work out. No, no each true. relationship doesn't always work out. 
Um, and some relationships start off and then you go into an abusive relationship or, you know, things get bad and people do suffer that. And so the math doesn't work. And that's why part of your math is because a lot of people don't get out of relationships because they have shitty math. I've invested so much in this relationship. I can't just leave. I've given this person. There's there's some fucked up logic in your head that somehow I've done like three years in this shitty relationship. But if I I don't want to lose, I don't want to feel stupid for wasting time. So they spend another five years in the shitty relationship because they keep saying I'm invested. I'll get it better. I don't want to lose what we've done. We've you know it's just because they don't want to feel stupid. Trust me, feel stupid. Mm-hmm. You're going to be stupid your whole life. We're fucking humans. We're all stupid. Just go ahead and be stupid. If it's bad and the math hasn't worked out, then go. Just go and move on to, you know, yeah. to find that thing that, that does the math. I don't know why, but in my life, I had a therapist once that um, <clears throat> that had worked with my mom and my dad and my fucked up sister. And, uh, and so she knew my mom, fucking psycho, psycho woman who's now dead, good riddance. Uh, and, and then my sister, who I've been estranged from for, you know, like 15 years. Uh, and, and I remember I sat with the therapist and I'd come in and I'd be like, I just, you know, I love women and, and I just want to learn. And I've always just been, the, I've just always been into women. No matter how much I get fucked over by women, I have never developed a hatred for women. Maybe some passive aggressive behaviors that I wasn't aware of. I, I, I definitely had those. But I always thought that I, you know, I never took it out on the whole of women-anatomy, women-anatomy, <laughs> humanity of women, like trying to make a word. League of women? I, I had League of Women, the entire League of <laughs> Womanity. I like womanity is better. And I, that therapist was like, I know all the women that, because I was young at the time, she's like, I don't know how you don't have a fucked up view of women. Because I know both your mom and your sister. Wow! <laughs> but uh, how did your pain math work then? <laughs> pain math. Well, it, at a time, I really didn't believe in pain math because I didn't. A, I didn't understand that people are shitty, so I took everything personal, and I really didn't understand the reality that the universe, everything is temporary. No matter what, it's going to end. You know, maybe you'll get a good run. You know, I've had the longest run with Mew. I've never been in a relationship. I was with Abyss for almost three years. Now I'm almost four years with Mew and almost two years with Bunny. And so I I just never use that math. But now that I understand, you know, it's it's temporary. And it's okay if it's temporary. Mm-hmm. I can allow myself to have intimacy because if I get hurt, it's just pain. It's the same fucking note. It's one note. It hurts. That's it. There is no difference. There's no... Sometimes it hurts a little more, sometimes a little left. But it's the same boring fucking pain. So I'm either going to be in pain for for being lonely and fucking hate the world because I'm alone, or I can just go ahead and trust somebody, you know, with a little bit of vetting, you know, yeah. older. Um but I would much rather just take the risk. Go ahead and hurt me. What you the have fuck? To. What are you going to do? You something have I haven't take, felt before. You have to take that risk. And and even with asking someone out, there's a, oh, what if I get rejected? Yeah. Like, well, mm-hmm. you're not going to know, right? If you don't yeah, try, you, you're yes, getting, rejection sucks. Plan for it. Be prepared for it. Actually, sure. if you're going to ask somebody out, be prepared to be rejected. 
But that shouldn't stop you from asking. If you don't, then you live in the fucking rejection. You don't even know. You don't even give that person a chance to reject you. And now you sucker. You fucking sucker. You now live in that rejection. You have now caused yourself Mm -hmm. that pain and rejected yourself on behalf of the other person without even being fucking rejected for real. And that's worse than the 10, 15 minutes feeling of rejection. The 10, 15 minutes feeling butthurt. You know, like, oh, fine. I don't care. Whatever. Hey, look, there's another one over there. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) God damn it. You know, it's, All right. Yeah. It was good. <laughs> Again? What the fuck is this? What? This happened before. Did you record me taking a shit earlier? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. That's Poppy Ramon. Stop I, it. I had AMPM food. I oh did not agree. <laughs> Gas station hot dogs. Yes. This is it. This is this is the reason. All right, now's the time to turn it off. Thank you. It's the same. Oh wait, how about this one? Mailbox. Hot dog. Gas station hot dog. There is no Zool. There is no Zool. I'm sorry. No, no, it's there, no go- there is no Dana. Dana only Zool. <laughs> I make it a, a I make it a rule to not get involved with my uh, clients that are possessed. <laughs> I want you inside of me. Actually, it's more of a guideline than right? a rule. Oh fuck you! God damn it! Ghostbusters had more oh. one-liners than any. Where do these stairs go? <laughs> they go up. It's fucking brilliant. I fucking brilliant. Oh. I just saw it again a few weeks ago. It's hilarious. Classic. Classic. All right, what? All right, we have two short ones. Uh, first one is... No, I don't. Fr- uh, hey! Hey! <laughs> it's not that short. You do have two short ones. Nuh-uh. Nuh-uh. I felt them with the <laughs> toe <laughs> of my boots. Shut up! How do you know? It was They're on your nice laces. It's short. It's not short. So it was cold. Uh-huh. It was cold <laughs> during summer in the fucking 105 degree patio. Kathy, Kathy, are you saying the alligator ball song is a lie? It is a lie. Oh, they don't hang real low. <laughs> I have no. You have nothing. I have no. I don't. Nothing. Labia medical <laughs> emergency. I don't even know okay. why these are all in here. Yeah. Okay. You just start cataloging these. Okay. Anonymous wrote to us and said, I am King Curious and I enjoy listening to your show. I have learned a lot, laughed a lot, and been grossed out a bit too. Hmm. I've been listening since a kinky friend recommended you about 75 episodes ago. I love Kathy, Mew, and Bunny. I'm scared when I agree with Boogie. As well you should be. I I totally get you because Boogie scares the shit out of me too. And then Felix wrote to us. I think this is the same Felix who's been right. Don't get all pouty, Boogie. Why are people afraid of me? <laughs> my therapist Please is like, help. my therapist last week, she's like, you know, I like what you're saying. You're very interesting to listen to. But sometimes I just have no fucking idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out what you're trying to say. I go, I have a show, and I do that every week, and people find it entertaining. Yeah, she's just like, she's like, I don't. She's <laughs> like, what the fuck are you? Uh, Felix says, while listening to the Rockstar Vagina episode, what the fuck was that? I don't even remember a Rockstar Vagina. I remember vagina. the name. Rockstar I Vagina. I I, okay. People have to say some shit. I know. We've done I, really a few of these. I really appreciated your discussion of mentoring, advice, guidance, and tolerating newbie fuck ups in the scene. Okay, I kind of remember that. Yeah. 
As someone who's relatively new to DS play, hearing about Boogie's variously disrespectful, immature, or careless antics helped me feel a lot better about my own missteps. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> what can I say except you're welcome? <laughs> They love you, Boogie. They love you. Yeah. <laughs> they love it when we they, fuck up. They love it. I make people feel good about themselves. <laughs> we it's like an AA so meeting. You don't have to. You go in, you see the worst fucked up drunk in there that's like four minutes sober. And you're, like, and you're just like, I'm doing okay. <laughs> that's this whole show. So that's what we are. We're we the just validate people. Of... We just validate humanity. Oh my god! Like people are like, you know what? I thought my job of scraping horse shit off of you know frozen ice ice skates was bad, but now I listen to perverted podcasts. <laughs> and I love my job. <laughs> <laughs> that was scraping frozen horse right. shit off of ice skates. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's it. Let's move on. <laughs> I only had two. Was that, was that really it? Yeah. I have no idea. I'm like, I, I, look how old I look. I look down you my do. bifocals. I'm like, where's this button? Boogie is fucking mental. Boogie is fucking mental. Yeah, I should do a different jingle for, for that. It's a little, a little wrong. Uh, we're going to talk about dialectical thinking, like Bugs Bunny says, diabolical, 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 diabolical. Wabbit season. Duck season. Wabbit season. Duck season. Fire. Fire. What was that again? Dialectical what? Dialectical thinking. Um, uh, because the group that I'm in is dia- it's not CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy. It's dialectical behavioral therapy. And the idea, and so, of course, you know, in therapy I talk about, you know, the, the shit I'm learning. Hopefully some of it applies uh, <clears throat> to our perverted podcast listeners. And so dialectical is really interesting. And we're, Kathy and I are trying to find out, and I haven't asked my therapist, you know, kind of the difference between cognitive dissonance and uh, dialectical thinking but um because it's kind of the same thing but i think one is the process and the other is the kind of issue i think that's the difference so the idea of dialectical thinking is that there are no real black and whites in most of our issues as humans there are many variables inside so that means that when you approach both sides of a scenario that there are two truths or two things that possess a certain amount of truth. And allowing for that to happen means you can now have a conversation. You can hear the other person's side of it. Or for yourself, you can hear you know, the good side versus the bad side. And then instead of saying there's good and bad, instantly you take some time and you think about why the other side of your dissonance or your, your issue that you have with yourself Um that there's a fight and some of the stuff like the Socratic technique is uh, also known as the dialectical method is at the base of discourse between two or more people holding different points of view about a subject, but wishing to establish the truth enough uh, through reasoned arguments, which basically means you have two opposing views and you're trying to find out what's the truthiest when you make a decision instead of just throwing out this has to be right or this has to be right. Does that make sense? It kind of does. Um, when I was reading it, I realized that 
um, I th- I'm fairly certain that cognitive dissonance is two opposing thoughts within yourself that really aren't compatible. Right. Or that cause you problems. Sure. That cause you discord. And so um, dialectical thinking, though, is, is a way of getting to what they call a um, higher truth. Right. When you can see both sides, when you can discourse about both sides and not. And I think in in therapy, it's used for uh, people who are very not one sided, but see black and white and can easily go to one end of the spectrum and just sit there. Yes. And which causes you a lot of self-hatred, a lot of insecurity, because, of course, when you're depressed and anxious and have all these problems, your truth is automatic. You only have one option. So you usually choose the one that's the shittiest. So that's kind of the opposite of what you would hope. So dialectical means that you say like um, uh, an example of a dialectical uh, issue is I want to be thin, but I overeat. So that sounds like a cognitive dissonance. It's two things. I want to be thin, but I overeat. So the non-dialectical thinking would be, well, fuck it. Yeah, be thin. That's the correct answer. Done. Be thin. Don't overeat because obviously one is bad and one is good. So that's not dialectical thinking. The idea behind uh, this term is to say, wait a minute, we have two thoughts here. I overeat, which this is all me. That's why I chose this one. I want to be thin, but I overeat. So I want to be thin. Well, because it's going to be healthier, it's going to make my circulation better, I'm going to fuck better, I'm going to fuck longer, I'm going to live longer, I'm not going to become a diabetic, all of these things. So yes, there are all of these great positive truths about being thin. So what could possibly be a truth about me overeating? Well, there's a lot. I overeat because I'm trying to protect myself, because when I feel bad... And I don't have the skills to overcome that pain. I go to food. I go to food and I eat. So the truth is, is that there's a part of my brain, as fucked up as it sounds, that's trying to protect me from pain when I overeat. I'm overeating because I feel insecure about something. So instead of feeling the pain, instead of addressing that insecurity, I just cut straight to the food. And then I harm it. And people do that, obviously, with drugs and alcohol and gambling and all sorts of other compulsive behaviors. But for me right now, food is the big struggle. So instead of just saying overeating is bad, by acknowledging the truth that there are parts of overeating that even though they may seem illogical, there are truths that if it is not the best way to approach pain and to protect myself from pain. But the truth is, is that's what I'm doing. So by being able to now look at these two truths, I can of course see that the being thin is the best answer. But if I don't know why I overeat, I'm going to go straight to insecurity and self-hatred, and I'm going to know that makes me continue to overeat. Because if I'm a piece of shit, why should I bother improving myself? You're raising your hand. Yes. Now, I have a question. Okay. You're doing this dialectical behavioral therapy with a group. Yes. Right, you guys. What is the next step after you have accepted that, yes, there is truth in I overeat, Mm -hmm. as, as there is truth in I want to be thin? Sure. What's the next step? You acknowledge that they're both true, 
then what happens? Well, the fact that I've had this conversation with myself, the fact that I have allowed myself to see some of the attempted positive aspects of overeating, which normally is like, this is bad, you're bad, you're a piece of shit, go back to eating. Now I actually have some information I can work with. Now it's not just about being thin, it's about... Well, I'm going to overeat until I now deal with these truths that I have to con- – like there's a part of me that literally – and a lot of fat people go through this. I think I'm starving to death. No, oh, yeah. I'm afraid if I don't eat, I'm going to starve to death. And it is totally irrational. There's food everywhere. We have food everywhere. We, there's plenty of food to eat. But there's – so the truths are is these are the things that I have to look at. So now I now have the power to know what I need to work on. So just telling myself, be thin, is not going to work. It's never worked. 50 years old, it's never worked. But now I have these truths because I've allowed myself to see some positives in why I overeat. So now I, you start. Now it's the process of dealing with that. Well, if I default to food when I hurt or a neg- whatever your negative behavior is, now I know that I need to address that hurt and that ego, you know, and all those things. Does that make sense? It does. How long have you been doing in the group? Well, though? the group's only been going on. I mean, the concept, you know, I just, you don't have a name for it, but you know, there's tons of philosophies out there that talk about listening to both sides of the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've only been in the group now a couple weeks, but already just like looking at these things and realizing how judging and righteous I am that there's always, it's like the same thing with the homeless. I want so bad to hate these fucking people because they're an inconvenience to me and whatever. But here are the truths. And this is where it becomes a challenge. These are human beings that are sick, just like I've been sick when I've been on drugs. And I've taken a lot of meth and I've smoked a lot of fucking crack and I've snorted a lot of fucking cocaine. And I wasn't exactly the most sane. I may not have done all the same things that they did, but I have to acknowledge the truth that in some people, there's no hope. They don't want to choose hope. But there are people that have been shitty and homeless and have somehow been motivated to change their lives. And by doing that, it takes away some of my insanity. I quit my janitor job up front. I'm like, I got to fucking move. I can't deal with this. I have to look at this dialectically. I don't have to like what they're doing. I don't have to like them. I can fucking hate them, but I have to see some truths that I can't go and take the law into my own hands because I'm going to go to jail for doing that. I have to think of all the sides, and that gives me a little bit of ammunition to go, well, why do I hate these people? Why do I hate what's going on? Otherwise, you're saying you would stay on that far end of the spectrum where I just fucking hate them, and they are a waste of space, and that is final. I'm not going to listen to anybody saying anything otherwise. And that, you're saying, drives you to do... It drives me to take a... There's... Once you have an absolute in your life, where do you go? You're now hopeless. There's no now other way you can think. You, This is it. This is your only thing. You've said it's it's this is it. You now have no other options. So if you are stuck in that and you don't magically have some answers that actually work, insanity, pain, suffering, hopelessness, nihilism, all of the things that you and I are fantastic at. <laughs> right? Because there's no option. 
Right. When you allow other options and doors you say, are closed yeah, to doors you. are all closed. And then you feel, you know, you don't even realize that, hey, maybe I need more information. Maybe I should seek more support. Maybe I should start therapy. Maybe I should go and watch, you know, positive YouTube videos or see other people that have these conflicts. So because you just protect yourself from that pain because you're so goddamn certain that it's the right and only way. Huh. That's very interesting. Uh, Friday night, I came to uh, Domination, and I haven't been to a party in a long time. And um, I made myself come Mm -hmm. because I was thinking, you know, uh, you spend a lot of your free time with Creative Explorer, and you guys are going through this tough time right now. Right. Um, Why don't you go out? And immediately I'm all, fuck that shit. Mm. It's just filled with people that I don't want to talk to right now. What am I going to do? I'm going to get dressed up. I'm going to go through all this trouble for absolutely nothing and go and waste one of my party passes. What? Just sit there and do nothing. I'm not going to do that. And because I'm in such a dire place and I thought, you can't do that. You know that your friends are going to be there. You know that if you really try, you can have a good time. You've had great times with it before. You know that Threshold is your club, and it, you, you call it your other family. So mm. where's the downside here? And I right. had to talk myself into doing it. And as much I, as I just wanted to go fucking home and get into my comfy clothes and just sit there playing my Nintendo and not doing anything else, I made myself take a shower and blow dry my hair and put on makeup and put on nice clothes come out here and spend my pass. And you know what? Majority of the time I did sit there doing nothing and just watching people. But I I knew that I had to knock myself out of it because I, I did not, I do not like that extreme place that I go to where that's just the way it is. And I'm stubborn. I dig in my heels and I don't go anywhere. And you know what was exceptional about that night? What? The, I had so I much. I kicked you in the ball? I had no, that was oh. that, that, that time. <laughs> we sat in the kitchen. On that little fucking bench in the kitchen. <laughs> and you and I, like a fucking heckling old fucking married couple. No, like those two sat, old men in like, the Muppet yeah, show. Waldorf and what? <laughs> we just sat there talking shit, like shoulder to shoulder, sitting there just like, eh, blah, 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 oh, fuck you, whatever. And like people would walk in the kitchen and I could just see them while you and I were just heckling each other just because that's what we do. And they're just like, oh, my God, they do this all the time. This isn't an <laughs> act. And they would, like, look at us, like, eat kind of out of the side of their mouth, like, eat a cookie, and then just, like, walk out, just shake their head. And we then cleared a, the room. And then a new group of people would walk in, and they just, like, watch us. You're like, ah, fuck you. God, suck. I hate you. You're such an asshole. I'm not. Blah, blah, blah. And we're just like, blah, 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 blah. And this went on for, like, 25, 30 minutes. Yeah. I watched, like, four different people just kind of watch us. They walk by and like, like monkeys in a like, zoo. Just, <laughs> <sighs> fucking those guys are weird. <laughs> They've got to be married. <laughs> got to be married. That was so. Fun. I'm glad you took the risk and went out. And you did. You actually looked lovely. And shut and up. It was, and it was, uh, you know, you played with my dick. I you did know. play with your dick. <laughs> I did do a little CBT. A little CBT. Wow. So you got some play. You actually were probably the only person ever taught me, besides life. Oh my god, that is so emo. Emo, emo. Oh my god. Life is my dom. Mm. (laughs) I know my lawn is emo because it cuts itself. (laughs) 
That is <laughs> so bad. That. that is the worst. <sighs> I think we need a featured orgasm oh to my clear the air. <laughs> oh, my God. If I could push it. We celebrate your voracious sexual enthusiasm and titillate our listeners with your featured orgasm. Oh. Oh, oh, oh. That's right, baby. Oh. Yeah. Bitches. You know what's interesting, Kathy? What's interesting, Boogie? Uh, I love this segment. And we stopped doing it monthly. We did it for a long time monthly. But what's exceptional about the fact that we haven't quit the show is <laughs> even though we haven't done this as like a monthly thing for probably I don't know, maybe like six months a year, yeah. um, now all of the new listeners that are trying to become pee-pee zombies and Zams, Zombie Apocalypse Master, by the way, if you listen to 50 or more episodes of uh, Perverted Podcast, you are a pee-pee zombie. And if you listen to all of them, you poor fucking bastard, you are a zombie apocalypse master. That's right, baby. Pee-pee Zam. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are, are uh, really dedicated to becoming zombies and Zams. And so uh, they're hitting the episodes where it was every month. And now we're getting new people that are, you know, to them it's new. Because they're just listening to the show for the first time, and they're like, "Well, I want to do a featured orgasm." So now we're getting this like new wave of people asking about how do I do a featured orgasm and stuff like that. So it's kind of neat. So uh, the uh, the chat room is excited. Is are they excited? <laughs> this is good because this is go- what makes this better. As this was actually sent to us by fucking Anthony from the show. Yes, and I guess Anthony got lucky. <laughs> wow, he got played, lucky. got lucky, got lucky with a lovely lady uh, named Giggly Fry. I'm Giggly Fly, yeah, Giggly Fly. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Uh, and she's really, really nice. Uh, and so he did it for her, but I guess she didn't know what the rules. Were, so you'll hear him come at in, the end. He comes in, which is fucking. So we're gonna listen to this, an amazing, wonderful orgasm. And I did reach out to her personally. Uh, so I could a flirt with her and try to steal her from all of course, of course. Uh but no, just to ask her, you know, hey, just you sure this is okay? Because it was weird that you know, because the guy Someone sent gave it, it yeah. To you, yeah. But she did say the thing, so so let's just uh, wind up our lovely show with the sultry tones of Geekly Flight. greatest fucking uh, thing ever. It's just so nice just, to listen to. No way, man. I know all of LeBron's statistics. <laughs> 
Shut the fuck up! <laughs> Fucking kill yourself! Oh my god. Listen to your chick come, dude. That's so much better than yeah. someone's three point average. Yeah. <sighs> and that is our show. Thank you, Threshold, for providing this perverted playground for us recording. If you are in the Los Angeles or surrounding area, visit Threshold.org, bypass the homeless, find out about joining their oh, kill me. family. Thank you to everybody in the Love Lab tonight. To the lovely naked ladies, Mew and Bunny. To the smoochy, smoochy couple behind Still, us. Still, my God, the whole time. <laughs> They've been making out the whole just week. Just like, can you guys just fuck? Jesus. <laughs> Get it over with. condoms right there. Just Ooh. lay on the bed. Live just, featured orgasm. Just, yeah, oh, we haven't, we yeah. haven't yeah. done one of those in a while. Thank you, Papi Ramon, for being here as You're very a welcome. board member. Woo! If you have questions, Yay. comments, or ideas, either email us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com or call us at 424-226-2037. And don't forget to visit pervertedpodcast.com. I, I Did just, you cut it off? No. Oh. Um, I just realized, Uh-oh. like last week, that, that I've been checked. checking the wrong voice <gasps> message. Uh-oh. Boogie. And there's actually Uh-oh. a couple of them. Up oh, you suck. <laughs> so... Sorry, we'll get to, oh, we'll get to your worst. actual voicemails. There was two of them there. I'm like, oh. 424-226-203-337. Oh, <laughs> I can't fucking believe. All this time I'm thinking, well, I wonder if I... No, I should trust Boogie. He knows what he's doing. Shut up. Did hear the audience laughing? Shut up. Why don't you guys go just suck face somewhere? <laughs> My fault. <laughs> Fine, I'm going to play a song. Good. I'm say a new song. Don't be butthurt. I'm not going to be butthurt. Okay, Kathy. Yeah. You know I say every week, this this one's a this hit. This is it. This is it. This All one, right. it only took four days to just write and produce, which may you may tell. But this is a journey, a musical journey, like an anime. It's like a fucking anime, and I'm not going to tell you, but it's called Messiah Bot. Oh. And it's fucking, it's, it, it's not giving you, just, just go, man, just fucking... This is it. All right, this is. It's not it, but it's not. <laughs> just, it's not. Okay. It's like a for you views. We'll still listen. But it's fun. I had a lot of fun. Made new songs called Messiah Bot. I'm making a song a week. Who the fuck makes a song a week? You. That's five albums in a year. That's <laughs> white. So, of course, you'll listen to it. Maybe, maybe you'll think I should take two weeks. <laughs> Maybe only two songs a year. <laughs> <laughs> songs a year. I like this song. It's called Messiah Bot, and we will be back next week for show 170. Woo! I don't have much time left. They've come for me. Download this to save your planet.